Hello, and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how to deal with what it's throwing at you. I'm Ian here in Salt Lake City, Utah, a learning and development nerd with a passion for communication technology and sharing my road to finding Zen. With me, as always, I'm Angela. I am a stay-at-home mom, grandma, slash soon-to-be business owner, slash you name it. I do a lot, and I love it. I love every second of it. I'm pretty blessed and lucky to have such great opportunities in my life and the opportunity to pursue my passions. This week, we are going to be talking about something that a lot of us were afraid to talk about, mm-hmm. and that is fears, fears and how to deal with really having them in your life. And we all have them. I don't care who you are. Well, it's a baseline emotion, mm-hmm. set of emotions, reactions mm-hmm. yeah. that drive a lot of our behavior. Now, that behavior can also be masked in a lot of different ways. It can. Anger mm-hmm. is a big one. For sure. That drives that. And fear is something that really is programmed down to our core. It is. It's it's a constant current that runs through our lives, regardless of how we're living our lives and how great our lives are. It's always there. This year, I have seen fear really escalate in people. And yeah. you know what? Deservedly so. It's been a it's been a anxious slash scary slash just don't know what to think kind of a year. And if you've been afraid or been that person that has those fears, that's okay. You should. It's fine. We can just help you deal with them a little better. One thing I do want to throw out there mm-hmm. is Ange and I are not trained no. psychologists or professionals. No. We are just sharing how we have dealt with them in the past. Yeah, this is just Ian and Angela's journey. So I do I do want to throw that out there. I think that's important because we are not psychologists. I don't ever want to come across as that. We're just two real people. We're sitting here drinking over our... Diet Coke. I was going to say Coke Zero, but <laughs> same thing. As we talk about fear, Yeah. we're going to talk about ways of looking at it, mm-hmm. processing it, and then reacting to it. Yes. And it's it's a lot to unpack, but again, very simple too, in a lot of ways. When you have a situation that causes fear, a lot of us engage in that. You've probably heard it in psychology classes, the flight or fight yep. reactions. Absolutely. There's also where sometimes people just shut down. Uh, yeah. I've been there. Oh, you know what? So have I. And actually pretty recently. Now, fear takes on a lot of forms mm-hmm. for us. It does. It could be that something's going against a really deep-seated belief that we have. Yeah, absolutely. It could be also uh, as as much as forming an anxiety or a phobia. Yeah, I was going to go the anxiety route with that too, for sure. If it becomes that crippling, Mm -hmm. I very much am going to encourage people to engage a professional, whether it's a counselor, a therapist. I have had to do that before in my life. And there's no I shame in that. Absolutely zero shame. And if you've got a circle of people around you that are making you feel ashamed, you need to reconsider evaluating your circle of people. I would say fall back to mm-hmm. our toxic people discussion. Please. Or the inner circle discussion. Yeah, Actually, absolutely. both of them. They're both really good. And they can help in a situation like this. As we share our ways of coping with this, fears a lot of the time are quite frankly, irrational. There's there's, there's rational and irrational absolutely. fear. Rational fear would be, what what's a rational fear you've had? Let me put it that way. A rational fear? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh. You, you, you caught I know. Me, I you just caught me off guard. Ha ha. Oh. <laughs> Real nice. Now, a rational fear. Okay, I have a lot of irrational fears, but, but a, a rational fear for me is my sight has been escaping me lately, and okay. I get a little afraid to drive at night sometimes. That is a rational fear based in reality. Sure. And to me, that's one that's kind of been driving my life lately because I love to drive. Oh, especially, especially at, at night. night. So that one's been a fear that I've been confronting and I know there's ways around it and mm -hmm. I'm learning to find those ways around it and still deal with it. But it is a fear. Like I get behind the wheel and get very white knuckle. Oh, I can't see the glare kind of a thing. So, I mean, it seems kind of trivial, but that one's important to me right now. Sure. So what's yours? You know, in the rational column right now, I think one of my biggest fears is just how am I going to finish off this semester at school? And that's valid, yeah. It's not a big secret that I take a lot of pride in my school. Yeah. Sometimes probably a little too much. But things are kind of getting down to the wire. We're, we're already past midterms at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think five weeks is all I've got left in class, that which seems is right. yeah. weird <laughs> to me. Like Technically, we're at like two-thirds of the way, even though I just finished a midterm last night. And I'm just concerned because I've got major projects coming up. Mm -hmm. How I'm coping with that is I'm just dealing with it head on. I'm really trying to delve into figuring out what I need to do to make sure I'm lockstep yeah. with what I need to do. Well, now, irrational fears. <laughs> Go for it, Ian. You're first this time. Oh, God. Uh, I have a so lot. many. <laughs> I, the, the problem is like, where do I want to start to unpack this? <laughs> I think an irrational fear for me would be along the lines of being alone. Okay. That's valid. I know I'm not going to be alone. Never. I, between you, other friends, between yeah, our, our circle, circle of friends, yeah. I, I've got a great support system. But it's that underlying, mm -hmm. you know, it's that Maslow's hierarchy of needs oh, absolutely. To, to have connection with others. To me, I think a lot of people have that one. Yeah. I think that's one a lot of people can relate to for sure. I found different ways to cope with it over the years. What about you? Uh, an irrational one. Well, I've I've lost two family members, a sister and a mom, within the last five years. Mm -hmm. uh, losing a family member suddenly. Uh, it's not something I can control. It If it happens, there's zero I can do to control that, but it is a fear I wake up with every day. Uh, I haven't heard from my dad today. I haven't heard from my sister today. Is everybody okay? Is, you know, my kids okay? Is it just, it, it does actually create some anxiety in me. I, it is irrational because zero, there's zero I can do to control it. And I know it's not one that a lot of people out there can't relate to. Uh, another one for me would be where, where is this pandemic taking us? Sure. Who, who, which life is it going to take next? Is it going to affect me? Am I doing everything I need to do? There's a lot there with that, with the pandemic. And I think that's one that we should touch on because, again, we're not professionals, but I know everybody's dealing with that right now. Sure. With fears, they're very real. Oh, for sure. It's part of the human condition. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. Some of the ways that I... Really started tackling these, and I used to let them just absolutely paralyze me. Mm, oh, yeah. We, we've all been there. To, to the point of inaction. Or I would let it overwhelm me to the point where I would just become so enraged. And I think 
big part of that is we have to figure out is it a fear? Is it anger? Is it yeah. hurt? I, I think you have to properly identify. You do. And that's actually one of the things I would encourage people to determine the source of the fear. Mm-hmm. What's what's driving it? What's bringing it up? Did a situation happen? Is it an irrational fear? Is it a rational fear? Is it something I should be thinking about? But determine the source of the fear. You may be surprised to find out that what you thought you were afraid of is really not true what it was it's that's true (laughs) more often than not as you go through and start to examine this human condition yeah this 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 part of life Mm -hmm. most of us are experiencing this in a concentrated form Mm, oh yeah the if anybody says they're not concerned about where things are at the state of the world I would question whether they're being honest or not. Okay. And and there's something to be said for having a positive outlook on life. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said for, oh, I just don't want to see the bad. But you know what, guys? Sometimes you have to to conquer fears. Otherwise, they just kind of build down in there. And they're there. And you just choose not to deal with them. But eventually, you have to address them. Mm -hmm. Ways that this manifests for you. It comes out in a lot of different ways. Oh, for sure. It could come out as just brutal anger. Uh, I uh, that I, I would dare say times, that yeah. is the biggest reaction I see mm-hmm. for people. I agree with that. Frustration. Yeah. I've also seen it take a form of sadness. Sadness, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think we touched on the main points in that. That's what the forms I see. Anger is huge. Now, with fear, again, taking a look at is it founded in reality? Is it a rational fear? Is it a irrational fear? Is it really not something you need to be concerned over? Yeah. I want to acknowledge that very much there are a ton of real fears out there. Oh, for sure. Again, fear is part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. That You cannot eliminate fears from your life completely. You can address them. You can deal with them. You can master them, but you're never going to eliminate them. I think it's also important when we're talking with others. Right. Acknowledging when you see somebody reacting out of anger or frustration. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that's going through this right now. Oh, I I think many of us. <laughs> this this friend is in a state of I I don't want to say he or she, but they're at a point where they are literally feeling so afraid of this pandemic and how it's driving things that they are lashing out at literally everything but what they're truly afraid of. And I'm watching this decline and I've been trying to reach out and kind of refocus this person's attention a little bit and help them see that they're just afraid. They're they're not really angry at what they're angry at. They're just afraid right now and they're feeling no, they don't have a way to manifest that fear. So they're taking it out in anger. Well, and they become, uh, 
you and I have seen several people over the years, and mm-hmm. we have been that person oh, where oh, it sure. becomes self-destructive. Very self-destructive. And by God, you will blow everything up. You're going to go, you know. And that's where this person's at. They're almost to that point where they are blowing everything up. And it and, becomes yeah, scary. It's very scary. And it's scary to watch it happen to someone else because you know if they could just see and understand the true root of why they're so angry and so lashing out at everything that they would maybe be able to start to deal with things properly in a mm-hmm. way in which they can turn that fear around and understand it a little better. When somebody becomes scared, there there's yeah. fear. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that you can do for someone is feel compassion for them. Absolutely. Don't belittle their fear. I think that's kind of huge too, because just because it's not something that you would fear, Mm-hmm. or that you, would make you react that way does not mean that it's very not very real for that person. And that's where the compassion comes in. Understanding that they just need someone to help them be there, listen, whatever it may be, even if you don't understand the fear. That's okay. Having compassion towards somebody, it, we've, we've talked about the meditation route that oh, yeah. you and I both have taken. Mm-hmm. And learning to sympathize with someone yeah for what they're going through bumps up your emotional intelligence it does it actually i i firmly believe it makes you understand even more about yourself uh, uh i would agree with that yeah as sure. you go through this whenever i have started to feel fear about things and i started doing this with my meditation practice it was one of the first which is really huge lessons that I, re- I really honed in on because it teaches you to have that inner reflection. But I started just writing everything down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a great way. It, it, the journaling thing mm-hmm. that we talk about. Again, and I can't push that enough. That's, no. my, that's my mantra. <laughs> it helps where, and, and I try not to put everything, right? I try to focus on just one, two, maybe three things at most. Otherwise, yeah, you overwhelm yourself. Yeah, don't because that's going to create some anxiety that shouldn't be there. But by focusing on just a couple of things, you can really start to look at, okay, is this real? Right. Is this not real? Mm-hmm. Separating out, and, and fear really is, it's it's an emotional state. Emotions, while they seem very real to us at the time, mm-hmm. really are something that we build inside ourselves. They can be. And what you're saying as far as journaling and writing things down, go back and look at that list and what's a tangible thing and what's intangible. Which things are controllable and which things are not? What's, what is truth versus fiction? Correct. What, what is just all in your head? Yeah. And you're going to find a lot of it is in your head when you make these lists. You're going to see, oh, see, I built that up into something I totally should not have built that into. How many times have we just had, you know, anxiety over something? Oh, yeah. And then it happens and you're like, oh, that wasn't what I thought it was. Wow. I just totally lost sleep for nothing. <laughs> it's happened a lot mm-hmm. for me for sure i i know people that go through life with that mindset of well if i worry about it and build it up as it's going to be terrible then when it's not i feel better mm-hmm. it's like but you don't because up until that moment you feel horrible because oh. you built things up into something it didn't need to be that's where growth mindset good mindset can come into play yes being open to examining these things. Right. The the growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about the, the conversation we had with Josh. Um, oh, yeah. And 
If you haven't listened to his episode. Oh my gosh. If you don't relate to that, I'm such a relatable interview. Man, he has it. But he he talked about the fears, the deep seated. Oh, yeah. And fears of failure, mm -hmm. which we all suffer from. We absolutely do. That, That fear of imposter syndrome. Yeah. I mean, he had graduated with two degrees and he's like, I'm a failure. No, <laughs> you're, you're not. Most yeah. people don't even get one degree, let alone two. He's, yeah, that's a great, that's a great interview that we did with him. And I really encourage you to go listen to it. Please. It's uh, Josh and his mindset evolution. Mm-hmm. So. As you're looking at your fears, I want you to really take a step back and become aware of it. Mm-hmm. Identify it. Kind of when, when you put it down on paper, you're, you're giving a name to it. Yes, you are. You're, you're saying, this is what it is. This is, and start also identifying what is it, mm-hmm. what, what's driving this? Right. Maybe, maybe it is you're concerned about losing your job over this. Maybe mm-hmm. you're concerned about the company closing down because mm-hmm. things are really slowed down. Yeah. As, as you build this awareness with it, you can start to game plan. You can, and you can, that's taking on that fear. That's, mm-hmm. that's addressing it. And you need to do that. You can't pretend they're not there. And you can't pretend it's okay to always be afraid or live in fear. Because there there are certain fears that are going to happen and they're a part of the human condition. But if you know how to deal with and and dive in and say, okay, you know what? I know what's driving this fear and I can fix this. Mm-hmm. It's a huge piece of, by having action. Yeah. I know personally that I have overcome a lot of stuff in my life, especially recently, where as long as I keep going, mm-hmm. it may not be at the pace I want. It may not be even towards the destination I necessarily want, but I'm going to keep going. You have to. It's kind of like, uh, I think it was Steve Harvey. Okay. That said, if, if you're in hell, why would you stop there? Exactly. I agree you, with don't, that. Don't just get stuck there. Keep going. And- Every time I see that quote, it just kind of makes me smile. <laughs> and he, It made me smile when you just said it. So he, he mentions that when he was talking about he was living out of his car. He wasn't always the, the mm-hmm. TV persona you know. Yeah. And how many stories have we read? A lot like that, yeah. That, that are that way. So when you see people struggling, yeah, I would I saw, kind of look around you as you're identifying these things and look at people that you see are seeming to do well. Okay. Yeah. Have a conversation with them. Yeah. I think you're going to find they had some fears that they overcame. Either that or even ask them, hey, you know, I, I'm struggling with this. My yeah. my manager and I actually have some very interesting conversations when we do our one-on-ones. That's great. And I'll bring up things. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling like this, this, and this. And he's like, not even a worry. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, hmm. are, are you sure? <laughs> uh, yep. Don't worry about it. Okay. And off I go. When I just let fear, anxiety, whatever, just overwhelm me and I just shut mm-hmm. down, oh, that's when it just intensifies. And that's what happens. We tend to shut down mm-hmm. when we let it overwhelm us. And you can't do that. No, no. Also, you and I have talked about this. The conversations you're having with yourself. I mean, yeah. you spend more time with yourself than any <laughs> other person Yeah, will yourself, or Your self-talk does. is huge on this. Not only the mindset comes into this, but mm-hmm. what you're saying to yourself. Yeah. Because you are driving that fear 
with a certain dialogue that you Mm -hmm. have with yourself. And if you can find a way to correct that dialogue, you're not going to drive that fear anymore. And it's not going to consume you like it used to. A lot of the time when you give a name to it, yeah, you you say, okay, this is my plan. I'm going to start acting on it. You start acting on it. Yeah. When you have those moments of awareness, reflection, and you really come back and look at it, in meditation they talk about it is basically breaking a loop. Yeah, I like that, yeah. You put an end to it. You're going to notice that a lot of it melts away, especially the irrational stuff. It absolutely does. When you identify Mm -hmm. and you are like, this is my plan of action. And for me, plans are a big part of how... Oh, yeah. I deal you have to make a adversity. plan on how to deal with this stuff. If you don't have that plan, at least even if it's not a detailed plan, but some kind of a plan to deal with this stuff when it happens, you're going to find you manage it pretty well. Mm-hmm. But when there's no plan, oh man, that's when you're failing. Well, I also think a big part of this is becoming learned about something. Yeah. A lot of the time I find fears are based out of ignorance. Absolutely, they can be. Educating yourself on yeah. things, learning about something really takes the guesswork. It does. And I'm going to kind of relate that to just, this, this one's a tough one for me. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Maybe I no, just. No, go for it. You know, there was, I, I, I have a family member and, and she listens, so she's going to know who she is. Irrational fear of sex trafficking and excuse me for bringing up a painful subject but it is it's a real fear from parents out there for sure to the point where she went down a rabbit hole that she should not have gone down sure and it was not based on fact it was all based on fears and misinformation and this whole thing of you know well this has got to be true and this has got to because she was feeding the fear Instead of dealing with the fear, she was feeding it. And the more she fed it, the worse it got. And the worse she went down that rabbit hole. I think understanding your information diet. Right. You can always find something that will feed. Absolutely. Once she started looking outside of that a little bit and and people started sending her information and Mm -hmm. facts and things. And once she started looking at things in a different, she conquered the fear. And it's not driving her like it was. But that's part of, she it, she let it control her to the point where, I mean, I literally was worried. Sure. She was going to become a social recluse. She wasn't going to have her kids out anywhere. And it just, it got to the point where that's where compassion came into play. And I didn't understand her logic and her thinking, but I still reached out sure. to try to help. And by doing that, I had a better understanding of what drove that fear for her so that maybe in the future I can help her eliminate that fear. Your informational diet is is your learning thing. It's very huge. Be sure you get it from multiple sources, reputable sources. And it should be sources that you wouldn't normally go to that speak to a different dialogue than you're used to having. Because if you're only looking for validation of your fears, oh, it's you'll find still it. a fear and you will validate it. Nowadays, it is easier than it has ever been in history to find facts to fit your story. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm going to use the air quotes you can't see me doing around the word facts. <laughs> no matter what it is that you're, you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. I would say, as you're learning, if it becomes even more overwhelming as it gets going, that's mm-hmm. where you maybe need to engage others. It's true. And, and get 
and and when I say help, it could be you're just you're going to voice something to someone, mm-hmm. a, a trusted person, a therapist, right? Whoever that might be. Well, and and part of her in dealing with this fear and and addressing it, she found that really, what was the real fear there? Was it really the fear that her kids were going to get taken and put into sex trafficking, or was the actual fear? I'm a parent and I'm worried about my children in general, sure. not just in that situation. And she let that, but that was part of listing what she was afraid of and what was worrying her. She came to the conclusion, I'm just afraid for my kids in general because I'm a parent and I'm responsible for them. And by eliminating those tangible, intangible fears, she was able to kind of come directly back to that, which was a good thing. Sure. Because she understood what the real fear was. Well, I think a lot of folks, once you start actually understanding the fear, mm-hmm. putting names to it, yeah. you know, going through all these steps that we discussed, you're, you're going to get to a certain point where just, I, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it's not going to become the showstopper that it once was. Right. It's not going to consume you to the point where you can't function around it. You can find a way. To frame it, I like that, frame the fear, meaning you can always look at it and it's there, but you've learned how to put a frame around it and move on and capture that and move to the next thing. Yes. And also a big part, just breathe. Yeah, please. (laughs) Seriously, that's a great one. I like that. I I tell people, especially at work when I have somebody that's just, I'm like, okay, hold up, pause Yeah. for a second. Now let's go ahead and... Breathe. Yeah. You know, that that <laughs> Ann and Alex song, right? Just breathe. <laughs> that also triggers my my meditation responses, mm-hmm. which just breathe in, breathe out, focus on something, you know, the breath mm-hmm. rather than the fear. Yeah. And that's And then when you. you get to a certain point, then start examining it. Yeah. Disconnected. Yeah. That's part of the whole meditation process, listening to your breath and constructing and deconstructing and you know, I encourage you guys to really, if you're still not, after all the talking we've done about meditation, doing it, it's time to start. <laughs> uh, actually, Bren is is doing the meditation challenge with me. That's the the election sanity. Yes. Which, I mean, there's there's fear oh, on both we, sides. We, we could do like eight episodes on that. <laughs> hours and hours. <laughs> Take any of these coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and use it to try and conquer what it is that's just built right. up in you. Know that you are probably stronger than yeah. you're giving yourself credit for. Yeah, your fears are just, they are a fact of life, but they don't have to control your life. No. You're definitely stronger than those fears. So much more. Yeah. And take take any, take all. I'm going to encourage you to take all the things that we've shared mm-hmm. yeah. and use them to put yourself in a better position. Yes. Weekly challenge. All right. Go for it. I knew it was going to be me. (laughs) Really look back and I would say identify up to three. Okay. That's good. I like three. Fears that you have and start writing down. What am I afraid of? Yeah. You know, put a name to it. Yeah. Delve into what's causing it. Uh Uh-huh. Why do you feel that way? And, And get very detailed. You need to with this. This has to be detailed. Then as you do this, take a break, mm-hmm. revisit it. Is it rational or irrational? Right. Start circling the 
intangible, tangible, rational, and irrational. If you start to break your list like that, you're going to find out that it's not as bad as you think it is. Is it reality? Exactly. Is it just you're building something up in your head? And I Which know we that all do. a lot of us are struggling because of work from home, because uh-huh. of yeah. situations that are out of our control at this point. But take some breaths, mm-hmm. do some meditation, yep. really start looking at things and going, okay, what can I do to overcome this? Yeah. And I think you'll actually be pretty impressed with yourself. Yeah, you will. And a little more forgiving you of yourself. You will. Based on this. Then come up with a plan of action if mm-hmm. you need to. Engage others yes. in the conversation. I, I encourage you to do that. And as I, as I said, if it really is just, if even doing this for just one thing becomes so insurmountable, mm-hmm. it might be time to engage somebody else in this. I agree with that. And, and we I, encourage you to do that. Yes. It, there's no shame in doing Zero. that. Zero. Especially this year. Yeah. That's what we have for you this week. Yeah. We hope that this helps, hope, especially yeah. in this odd, odd time that we are yeah, in. Yeah. And it is an odd time. There's just no way around that. Be sure that you hit follow or subscribe on whatever mm-hmm. platform you are. And also please share us if you think this would help someone else. Yeah, please. Share this with someone. That's why we're doing this. Uh, bring them into our fold, into our mm-hmm. community. Yeah. that we have here. We would be happy to just build on that. And we look forward to speaking with you next week. See you next week. Thank you.